You're listening to We Podcast and We Know Things, and this is Ryan Airy from Screen Crush with your mom. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special bonus episode of We Podcast and We Know Things, where we're not doing an interview for this special bonus episode, but we wanted to break up our Zack Snyder's Justice League spoiler cast. We did about 45, 50 minutes last podcast with spoiler-free impressions, but that wasn't enough to contain the hype. Sam has seen it three times in a week. Yeah, so guys, spoiler warning, spoiler warning, spoiler warning. I don't want to get yelled at. If the if the title of the episode wasn't enough, you you got to tell them again and again, because if not, you get yelled at still. We're doing spoilers for this one. So we're going to get into our spoiler cast. If you want to know our overall impressions or you still haven't seen it yet, probably don't want to listen to this one if you haven't seen it yet. But our overall impressions again last week for episode 229 of the pod, the main pod. I believe it's even in the title of that pod. You want to get the spoiler free, go there. But this is we're going to do our deep cuts, our what we liked, what we didn't, what we expected, what we didn't, and just kind of have that fun discussion of Zack Snyder's Justice League before we get into it, because we're pretty much going to dive right into it. Uh, We got a lot to record tonight. So we want to give a shout out to our friend El Fuzzo on IG. Uh, I put a little thing out there on the Instagram in the story, and I said uh, I, I zoomed in really close on a picture, and I said, "Who is this?" And uh, DM us for for a shout out. And I'll tell you, uh, we had total of uh, about eight more people than I would have thought uh, would have responded to that. And a lot of people said Baraka from Mortal yeah. Kombat. Yeah, we had a we had a couple Morbiuses. So shout out to those people. We had. Uh, one person, I'm not going to say who it was because I don't want to throw him on blast, but he had the best answer ever. He said, is that my mother-in-law? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I saw his comment. <laughs> and I said, oh, my God, I'm fucking dying. That was a great answer. He said, well, the woman's a succubus. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I won't put that boy. person on blast, but but shout out to that person for that answer because that would have won. Uh, but uh, Sean... El Fuzzo, he won by saying Molina. He was the first person to say it. He is El Fuzzo on Instagram, but that's with three Z's. So E-L-F-U-Z-Z-Z-O. Shout out to you, my boy. And also, man, your motivation is killing me right now with the uh, the weight loss journey. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, su- so proud of super him. proud of Fuzz. He, he worked his ass off. I, I mean, I, I, and I think he just kind of did it in the kitchen. It was just kind of what he ate, and he kind of was just real strict about it. And he, he looks great, looks fantastic. Also, I want to give a shout out to his YouTube channel, El Fuzzo. He uh, reviews comic books and hot sauce and kind of like a, like a hot ones mixed with a comic book review. And he's I think he starts back next Friday. So check out YouTube, El Fuzzo. That's with three Z's. So congrats on getting it right. We hope you like the shout out. He shouted us out on his pod, Two Guys in One Moop, I think it was called. Yeah, that's him Him and Yorgo. Yeah, so. Uh, Great pod. So love that and appreciate the shout out there. But El Fuzzo, you got it right. And uh, for our spoiler cast, you get your shout out. So appreciate you, bud. And again, congrats on the weight loss journey. That's fucking amazing. You motivate me and inspire me. I'm still a blob, but I'm getting there. <laughs> so and steady. Let's talk about this movie. And we've again, we've talked about it before. So you might hear things or you might not hear things here that you're thinking, well, why wouldn't they talk about that? It's because we already covered it. Sam has gone through meticulously three times. He finally saw the cheeseburger. He finally looked at it. Didn't think it was as thick as I did. That's one thick piece of cheese. Yeah, I, I, I was expecting thicker cheese. I ain't gonna lie. Well, well, I mean, like, how thick are you thinking here? I'm thinking that's a quarter inch. That's disgusting. I, don't, I was thinking like a quarter pounder cheese or something. 
All right, man. So uh, overall, now that you can just say whatever the hell you want, let's get some shit off your chest. Go ahead. All right. I feel like I, I kind of want to get like my dislikes out of the way. Go for it. Why the hell not? We yeah, haven't gotten to say I, any of them. Again, yeah. I, I don't have I don't have again. I guess I, I, I couldn't say any of my dislikes. OK, they're, they're, they're not many. Me I'll neither, never, by the way. I couldn't either. So let's start there because it makes sense. We already talked about what we like. I'll I'll never. By the way, by the way, by the way, we're both on record of liking this. So this isn't yes. like us killing this. We're just starting with. the. Yeah, I, I gave it a nine out of ten. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I will never accept Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. He was Ever. fine. He Ever. was fine. He's he's too puny. He's just his voice. He he's not Lex Luthor. He he's he's not. I don't. You're not his son. You're not his second cousin. Twice removed. No. You're you're not. It, it, this was the biggest, if only, mistake Zack Snyder made. Again, maybe he came from in, a casting was, perspective. Yeah, casting perspective. That again, maybe he might have came in early on as the Riddler. Then that story didn't work out. I don't know he how you give. I don't know how you give him been, Lex Luthor from that, yeah. but. He would have been a better Riddler. I think 100%. I will agree with you there. I thought he would. Dude, he's in the fucking thing. For, I know you're I know you're hitting on BVS a lot here, too. And just him as Lex Luthor in general. But in this one with the shaved head, I don't think it was super distracting. I thought it was fine for the two. I wanted to punch him in the throat as soon as I saw it. I didn't mind it that much. That much. Again, I don't have a lot to work with on my on my <clears throat> Lex Luthor like history. Yeah. I'm not like I'm not into the shows. I'm not into Superman. So like, I, I'm with you there. So I don't have a lot to judge against. But. I didn't think it was so bad, but I get where you're coming from because you're not the only person that voices that. So I get that. Yeah. So um, next thing I really didn't like was kind of um, it. It, I, it was the, it was like the last time you see Clark Kent, he's the classic kind of going through the alley, rips his <laughs> shirt open. Yeah. I truly believe that his his cow should have been like his, his suit. It should have been the blue suit. Again, yeah. I understand the black suit. He's healing that. That is per- I loved it. I loved the black suit. Thought it was badass. But since this is kind of like after the fact, he's already kind of recharged. He's alive. I feel like he would have been back in the blue suit. He's not going to just wear the black suit forever now. Like I, I felt right. like it, it should have been the blue. And and again, while I'm not a big Superman guy, continuity wise, that also makes sense to me. I I would agree with your thought there. It just I think that was there for show and to get the pop of the black suit. But like contextually, I don't think it made a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um. Uh. Jared Leto's Joker. Small Dude. improvement from Suicide Squad to me. At least I, we, we got to talk about this one because this is where I actually disagree with you. Go, <clears throat> yeah. go ahead because I know what you're going to say. So, you know, uh, look wise, again, a little better. I, I don't like my Joker with tattoos. Again, I don't, I don't care what reason you would say. Acid from his face burned him off. He, he got him lasered off. I, I don't care what you say. I, I, I thought his look was okay. Again, I, I think it's he's just not meant. He. <sighs> He's not the Joker that I hear. I, I, when I hear his voice, I, I hear I hear uh, Leto. Like I just hear him. I don't hear the Joker. Like when when it was Heath Ledger, I hear Heath. When it was Hamill, I kind of heard. Like I separated the two. But for him, it's just, it just Leto. It's just Leto with the worst Joker laugh in existence. I mean, it's not even a laugh. It, it's horrible. And just here, like the one scene where the camera shoots to him, and he just kind of. Sitting there, two seconds go, but he don't say nothing. His mouth just open. He's like, ah, like stupid as shit. <laughs> I, 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 honestly, I, 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 again, I, I appreciate the fact that Zach wanted Ben's character, Ben, Ben's Batman, to kind of have a one on one with Joker. That I can appreciate, and I, I don't regret it because I, I do like 
him telling him when Harley's in his arms and kind of that I will fucking kill you. I, I know I know people, some people don't like Batman saying the F word. In that context, in the nightmare scene, I I think it was it, it was okay. Like I liked it, but just just Jared's Joker is just it, it's not for me. So I'll hit on the the one point before I go into the Joker stuff is I was okay with Batman saying I'll fucking kill you for one reason and one reason only because I'm I'm you know I'm cool with him not cursing too he's the hero he's this that and the other but Joker just got done talking about how he killed Robin and yep. that and that really got him kind of just so overwhelmed with emotion that he let it go so I'm fine with that if it was just a it was just I'll fucking kill you without the context of Robin being literally murdered by that man who's a foot away from you that's another thing but because of the heat of the moment thing I was cool with him saying it now for his joker in general um what he did was he got a groupon to get those tattoos removed he got a groupon uh, the place he went to still accepted Groupon. I know some people like, you know, Nick's roast beef. They don't accept Groupon anymore. He did fine with me there. Uh, I thought his look was okay. You could clearly tell he was like, I got to go shoot the, the little things and I have long hair now and you're just going to have to deal with that. And they just did the best. And I called that before this shit was done. I said, he's going to have long hair because it's what he has now. And they're just going to work with it. And they did. And they made his lipstick all fucked up and his eyes. He actually kind of looked, there's one shot where they back off the camera a little bit and they just kind of he has this face where his eyes are wide open. He's got a little bit of a haunting smile and he's got like a finger in the air or something. And he looks legitimately creepy. I think that, too. And by the way, don't waste your fucking time with the black and white alternate scene. It's not real. It's the same shit. Um, yeah, it's still four hours and two minutes. I, no, I watched it, right, the entire it, thing. And I watched the whole nightmare scene thinking anything was going to be different. And it just wasn't. Um, I'm interested to see where he's wearing that crown of thorns. But like in terms of the Joker and Batman, I know you said they wanted to get a scene together, but remember that this was shot with the intention of multiple movies and that was going to have a lot more of them, especially like I don't want to go spoil what Justice League two and three could have been. It's all over the Internet. You can go find it yourself. But but Batman and Joker were going to play a very essential role in the plot. And so obviously so like I think that this originally wasn't shot for that. OK, this is the one moment they have together. This was just the first and. And so, like, when you think about it that way, I was excited for more of this. A lot of people are calling this the greatest interaction between Batman and Joker ever. I That's disagree. the dumbest thing I ever read. I disagree. But I also don't think like, he's got a lot of he's got a lot of competition. Nicholson, uh, Hamill. Dude, just you know, just Heath, the, the jail. Romero. The bail and ledger alone is better. So, Please. like, all he's got a lot of people to, like, go up against in terms of the greatest Joker ever. And I am not here to tell you he's in the upper echelon even but this and and to say his laugh is the worst ever i don't even know if i disagree with that but that to me doesn't mean just because it's in last doesn't mean it's bad to me it's like a pokemon game i even the my least favorite is still great it's still something i like so for for the joker here i didn't hate the laugh so much i thought it was actually kind of on brand and i thought it was appropriate for the type of joker that he played that's just my opinion i didn't hate it I'm glad someone liked it. Uh, you know what I was hoping they would do because I agree with you. The biggest thing, actually, even more than the laugh, the thing that I think pissed me off about the Joker the most was when he said the reach around line. I thought that was totally yeah, and 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 that was that's the last thing I disliked. I I absolutely it, it took me ahead of the movie. It's like Joker would never fucking say that. I I think it was there for for the all factor of it and the wow, like the oh, did he just 
did he just sexualize Batman? Like, I, I mean, I, there was like an awkward pause. It's like, I don't know. I, I, I totally think that should have been. I was really hoping that line was cut in the gray edition, but nope, it's still there. As I, I, I too thought that that would have been the alternate scene that they got rid of that part because I just think that that didn't hit. But again, how are they supposed to know what hit and what didn't in just seven days? And so I, you know, I get that. But, you know, I, I was thinking maybe that was written in there because wasn't there a comic run right around the same time that the Justice League was shooting where Batman's wiener came out, like was shown? Like maybe yeah, that. yeah, but he wasn't getting a reach around. But I mean, but just like in general, maybe that was just a try to. Hey, I mean, it was Batman. Yeah, Batman damned for one issue. There was like you see like the shading of his dick. Yeah. Um, did it come? So that probably came out what a year or two ago. Did it? I thought it came. I was still living in Horsham, so it came out. It's somewhere between years sixteen ago? and eighteen. It came out somewhere between maybe early nineteen. But it that if it did come out, in yeah, 19, it was it was after the it was after the fact. It's after the fact. So yeah. So I guess yeah, that doesn't really make much of a, of a difference, but um, but, you but know that was it, all that was all at least on my end that that I disliked. Was there any more that that something that you stood out that that you didn't really like besides the 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 big thick piece of G's? I hated the fucking chanting in the Aquaman scene. Those people chanting it's it just took fucking forever. And the again, movie just starts it's so fucking slow to start. It takes ten goddamn minutes to get into it. The only it's thing tough. I could th- the only thing I could think of again they they see him as like a god. I mean, yes, Christ, I he, get that. He's just, so, so do we need I, the fucking singing though? Like we get it. We don't it, need that. It, that's, I think that's that's the only re- again I could I could go without it. But I, yeah. I'm I'm thinking like them like a little town. Don't food and money. They see this guy coming out of the water, bringing them all this stuff, saving people. So they looked at him as a god. I was like, okay, like I can look past it. It, it didn't bother me. Could I? Could I do without it? Of course. There's a lot. There's the thing though. There's the thing. I think a lot of things in this movie though we could have just done without, and it didn't need to have a four hour runtime. You have two hundred and forty two minutes. Oh, here, here's something I heard people kind of always say that they they should have been out, but and I actually love the scene. I love the Wonder Woman Alfred scene. With the T. With the T, that was great. I no I, problem with that. that again, it, it, it's Alfred's job. Like yeah. he, this is what he does, and, but, and she she is a goddess. I thought no, see <laughs> now I thought it was a British person telling a five thousand year old how to make tea when she clearly knows the fuck out. I just thought it was great, like in that little playful context. Even I just yeah, thought it was fun. I, yeah, I again I I really liked it. A lot of people gave it trouble, and then and then it, they cut to the pay it off of him kind of pouring that perfect cup of tea, and I was like, oh, perfect. Yeah, if it's like the Chekhov's gun thing. If you pay it off, it makes yeah, it even exactly, better. Exactly, exactly. So, I, I, I like again, like it, it was like this movie gave more scenes for Alfred to do. Like I actually got to see Alfred in this movie. In the other cut, I feel like he got four scenes on. and I never saw him. The, and you could say that about a lot of people. I mean, you could say that about Willem Dafoe's character. You can say that about Amber. Oh Hurt no, well, we literally didn't see literally. William Dafoe <laughs> and Darkseid for that matter. So I mean, yeah. for two hundred and forty-two minutes of film, right? Two hundred and forty-two. 24 of them were in slow motion. That's not me counting. That's IGN who did the counting. 10% of this movie was in slow-mo. I said last week in our impressions that was something that got me a little bit was I don't think there needed to be that much slow-mo. And now when you put it into context of 10% of the movie is shot in slow-mo, holy fuck. That well, is a lot. No, it is a lot. Like The only slow-mo scenes that I guess like I really you could take away from me is with like the lowest lane slow-mo you see the slow-mo you see zach snyder in like the he's in the shop there she's walks out with the coffee like that whole first i think 20 seconds is in slow-mo like that could have been taken out but a lot of the flash scenes obviously it's a flash it's, it's gonna it. have to be in slow-mo yeah. yeah you definitely need that 
So I'm, it's no not... surprise that there wasn't, you know, a good amount. But again, maybe ten percent is a little much. Now, this isn't this isn't a gripe yet. I'm cool with it now because I don't know the answer, and I don't expect you to like give me the entire history here and tell me, oh no, it, it's deserve it. But man, Dark Side got fucking owned in that war scene pretty easily, and I almost feel like. He knew where the anti-life equation was. He knew it was on Earth. He comes down, swings his little thingy. It comes out of the ground and, you know, it gets formed in the ground or whatever. And then he gets fucking pwned, as the kids say, and goes back on a ship, gets Thanos, you know, should have gone for the head. And then all of a sudden just forgets where Earth is for thousands of years. That made no sense to me. I mean, I, I wouldn't say kind of for, forgets. You know, actually, I, I think I took a screenshot of someone's response I was talking to. I was like, you know what? I'm going to screenshot this. And if I remember, I was going to pull it up. Okay, this is from, um, it's my buddy Blake, he's in the Fiend Cub, it's called, he's, his IG is bad with B period, A period, D underscore comic books. And I guess it, it was Collider that wrote the article. He said, gee, a planet hungry depot who's, uh, depot who's conquered so many worlds so easily he's lost track and become arrogant. So yeah, a near death beating thousands of years and a couple hundred thousand worlds later, you might forget. Not to mention the mother boxes were buried and dormant with no means to track them, track them back. And as for the Justice League coming off as bullies, that was something. Okay, again, so I was kind of going by his comment of saying where he even says in the movie that he's turned 100,000 worlds to dust. So and, and, and at that time, he wasn't like fully dark side. He didn't have the Omega beams yet. He didn't have like the armor that we see later in the film. So we were like literally getting like the beginnings of Dark Side or kind of as he climbed the rain. So we didn't get like the full Dark Side power. And he was going up he was going up against literal gods and Amazons and Green Lanterns. That, that's and- not an excuse to forget where Earth is. Like, okay, let me put it in this context, because I think this might help make sense for it, for at least from my perspective a little bit more. Sam, you're a football player, okay? And you're the star quarterback of whatever fucking school. How about Gotham City University? Right, going up against Wisconsin. You're the star quarterback. Okay. You are going back to drop back a pass. And much like Ian did when we were kids, you knocked the shit out of me on a blitz. You get okay. a concussion or you break your leg. Okay. You want you want to make your big comeback. Right? You work, okay. you rehab with the intention of playing football again. Okay. You don't go, you don't go play hockey. Okay. That's not the sport you return to. Like okay. if I got my ass handed to me on earth. That's the first thing I'm thinking of is get me back there. So okay, like for well, him to again, go say, I'm going to go dust a hundred thousand worlds and this and that. And the other. He didn't have to, he could have just focused back and said, Oh, I just got or my hands what if he Earth. needed to get stronger and actually build up his repertoire to get Fine, a bigger army. But you're doing that with in the back of your head saying, I'm doing this so I can go back to earth. It never should have left his memory. It is a little, and I, again, I mean, but what is he a, a GPS in his head? Like Garmin? Did he, I don't think he had a Garmin. You know you what I mean? Know again, when he's talking you about, you know where you're at. But Greg, when he's talking about multiverses, how big is a freaking multiverse? You think you're going to know one little tiny speck a planet on a multiverse when you traveled and you fucking burned a hundred thousand worlds? You, but he didn't have to do that. If he knew where the anti life, if he knew was, he wasn't strong enough to get there, he just started getting stronger or hearing things where. Maybe it's over here, or this guy's over here, Green Lantern Corpse over here. He was just going, just conquering. That's what he does. 
But he saw when he jumps off the ship and he swings his little thing. I don't know what it's called. I'm sorry. And then the equation literally births itself out of the ground. Well, no, you make that mental note of, oh, yep, it's here. Let me get back. Well, you only you you only see the three mother boxes merging. I don't think you actually see the actual symbol. The only person that sees the symbol is. Is Stefan Wolf. So like I'm again, I'm I am so not um like familiar with the total backstory and like his comic run and like stuff like that. So I could be talking out of my ass here. I don't know. But from a theatrical standpoint, you get owned on a planet and then you just forget in the context of the movie. It just didn't make a lot of sense to me. And if somebody out there is able to put that into a better perspective for me, I'll be totally fine. I mean, I, I, I don't if, if put if saying a hundred thousand worlds out there that you're out there conquering. But the whole point is he didn't need to. So you think after after he after he left passed out? Do you think he even remembered where he woke up? Probably didn't know who we got his ass kicked to, where he was. He probably didn't even remember chopping off Green Lantern's hand. If you told me, if you told me, you know what? I was doing this. I was okay, fine. I was in a bad accident. I was doing this, that, the other, and I don't remember the five minutes before that. I get that. Like if that's the reason, I'll accept it. And Greg was here. I got my ass handed to me. I got hurt okay, so here's bad. One, here's one. You see fine. them leaving. They're all injured. They're getting shot to shit. Maybe they did damage their ships. They crash land on a planet. Everything blows up and they got to survive. And he builds up from that. That's just a, a quick thought. That's, like, and that's fine. And that's okay. okay that's that's, that's just one But that doesn't mean he doesn't know where to go back to. I, maybe the, where he went to, it was tracked in that ship. The ship crashed. It blew up. How the hell does he know how to go back? Maybe he forgets what world or which left he made at the uh, Albuquerque mother box. <laughs> it's just, it's just so like, I almost don't, I almost don't know why he sent Steppenwolf in the first place and why he just didn't come. I just, I don't, I just, I guess I don't get that. He you know, didn't know that, that it, he didn't know that it was there on on Earth. He didn't know that it was on that planet. But once Steppenwolf found the first mother box, when when Superman's cry rang out and woke up the first mother box, and even I think it even rang all three of them. I don't remember. But when he gets the first one and he says, "I have the first one. I'm trying to find the other two. Doesn't that ring out to D- Dark Side? Okay, now he knows what planet they're on. Let me get there and help him. No, like, no, why wouldn't that happen? And, and, he needs three. So until he's got three, he don't want to be bothered. He doesn't think that Steph Wolf's even going to find the third one. Now, but in the this is a, a legitimate question. Does uh, wasn't it wasn't it always supposed to be known that they were on the same planet, or was there a potential for Steph? Well, all, all they knew Earth? that they all they knew is they lost three boxes, so they don't know. They could have been flown to a different planet. They could have, you know, who knows? Maybe they found a way to destroy it, which I doubt it, but they, they could have been separated. You don't necessarily have to all be on the same planet. It's like Thanos. I know that that Thanos was created on dark side and we're not here to compare apples to apples to apples and that or apples to even oranges. But like Thanos, when he found a stone, he then joined that fight to find other stones. He physically found the stones himself. And I almost think to myself, if dark side, if Steppenwolf gets the first mother box, to me, if I'm dark side, I'm thinking, all right, there's one that's 33% mission complete. Let me jump on a ship and go help you find the other two. Even if they're not on Earth, let me at least go fo- like join the fight because we have something. We're th- we're almost there. We're a third of the way oh, there. Let me why, help you get across Why get your hands dirty when your minions are going to do the work? But they didn't. Like so, At some point, you got to take control of the situation. Steppenwolf 
like, I, and again, I love that Steppenwolf had his chance to shine in this because to me, he was my favorite character in the whole movie. So like, I'm, I'm cool with it from that perspective. Cause he got a chance to shine when in the, the theatrical cut, he was obviously done dirty, but like, I almost just wish it was both like, what? Oh man, I don't know. It just, I, I don't know how much sense that made for me. That's all. Okay. If I'm if I'm if somebody finds me a mother box and I'm after them, I'm going to say, all right, you got one. I'm going to come help you get the other two now instead of, no, you go do it. And I'll wait here with with this and just sit around and do nothing like he's got this new power. Apparently, this Omega. I don't know what it's called. This Omega power. Let's fucking use it. Yeah, you, well, you don't see, he don't get the Omega beams till later, which you see in the in one of the nightmare scenes. Right. And it's like it's like Superman's dead at this point. He's not resurrected yet that's double motivation for him to come down and well, say, all right, I, let's I get this think, shit done. I don't think in his mind, he ever expected the Kryptonian to be brought back to life. I don't think anybody so, did. So then that almost makes my point even better than why wouldn't, if you no, know, I felt like he was, no, my point there. was there's no rush that the Kryptonian's dead. Okay. That's, that's a that's fair point. point. That's fair. That's fair. So like, I think you could see it both ways from that perspective of, okay, he could say, fuck it. There's no chance he's coming back. So I'll just take, we'll take our sweet ass time. Steppenwolf, you can handle the other guys, the other members of the justice league. I don't have to get my hands dirty. Like you said, the other part is, okay, we're clear and easy. Let me come down because I know I'm, there's no threat to me. So I can even help you further. I think you could see it both ways there, but that's just a, that's just another thing. Um, Do do you want to jump to like part one and we'll go down the line like that? Uh, just kind of said, and jump because if we jump around, dude, I'm going to miss half the shit I want to talk about. It, well, I'd rather you than yes, because I'd rather you lead the conversation because you took a lot better, like more structured notes than I did. Yeah, I literally so, went down, the, literally down the line. Yeah. So, so then, then you started off. You kind of drive the combo. So the, the opening, I'll say, I I loved how it started. I loved how it started with Superman scream, just his sound wave that it, it's heard all over from you know Atlantis, uh, um. Amazon. At Themyscira, they hear him there. So it's all around the world. You, 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 They know and sense that the mother boxes wake up. Superman's dead. And then, and the only part one is the, I love the entire Amazon versus Steppenwolf. I love seeing Steppenwolf. I love the armor upgrade. I think it's fantastic. And I'm just so glad that that whole shot was Snyder's and it wasn't Joss's. I, uh, you know, I thought that the thought that took way too fucking long. I thought his scream was like, you know, when everybody's literally seeing the echoed sounds like the uh, just a little boring for me. I thought it, I thought the movie was boring up until after the chanting and it started to kind of kick off that prologue, if you will. Um, when the guy's reading the business card in the little bar, that's to me when it starts to kick off before that. It's like, Bleh. but uh, okay, I can see yeah. that. OK, so, again, I think a lot of that's because I don't give a shit about Superman. I don't care. Yeah. Now, that's okay. that's. um. Oh, my God. Oh, who's the big bad from BVS that they fought? Uh, Doomsday, right? Doomsday. Was that him and that's holding him and like kills him? Yeah, I, that's who I don't kills remember him. Yep. the end of. Yep. Yeah, I don't remember the end of BVS. Um, and Batman's just standing there and Wonder Woman's there and all that shit. Yeah, yeah that uh, was just like it was a quick recap of BVS. It's there for the context too for the people like me who don't remember the end of BVS or who just never saw it because you know a shit ton of people are coming to watch this movie just based on social media hype and don't yeah. know that much about the DCU. So I think it's necessary. But I thought it was a little bit boring. That's all. I will say this. Overall, the movie looked fucking awesome in black and white. It looks fucking awesome. And it corrects a lot of some of the wonky CG that just looks weird in color. Like Cyborg can still look a little weird at times. I thought he looked a little better in black and white. If you never saw it yet, 
I'd almost half recommend watching it in black and white. I thought it was really fucking good. Yeah, watching it in color first and second time, I think the gray bird is it's at least worth once. Yeah. Uh, part two, we meet Ryan Choi, who eventually becomes the second Adam. His entire story was cut from Joss's whole cut. Yep. And this is where we get Wonder Woman's kind of, she drops down into the cave. And this is where we get introduced to the cave drawings of the, of the huge battle that took place. And the, I guess the introduction of kind of dark side. And we just talked about this for a long time. So no need to really dive back into like the reason he, you know, when he got owned and shit like that. But this was my favorite part of the movie. And I know I just went on a rant, but from a, I didn't know it. So like, even though it was really heavy exposition and she is literally narrating everything, which she didn't have to, if we just saw it play out, it'd been cooler. But I was blown away by the action and the way this was handled. Thought it was awesome. And that little cool, uh, uh, I guess inclusion of the Green Lantern and Dark Side just about to grab the ring, but then it gets shot. It was just a really, really well done battle that still sticks with me. I loved it. Yeah, that was Alan Gurr gets his hand cut off. He dies, and obviously, he dies real bad. Yeah, this, this this was this was later towards the part two, but this is just her intro. But the next part though is probably one of my favorite shots. Is when um, the guy on his boat, his ship sinking, and then you see Aquaman on top of the ship. With the waves kind of coming in behind them, I thought that was a great shot by Zach. And he kind of throws the guy on the table, gets the bottle of booze. And then we're finally introduced to our boy, William Defoe as Volko. But did he need to take his shirt off when the waves were hitting? Or was that just, yo, Jason Momoa is sexy? Um, Probably a bit of both. I'm sure it's uncomfortable (laughs) swimming also. Uh, Yeah, you're in a a wet tank top. Again, this is something that was never explained in Joss's cut, where this is Volko as a conversation and then throws him his mother's trident to use because he needs to use it again, because there was no context where he came up with his trident last time, at least this one. Now we know why he's got it. Well, it also and this kind of plays into what you were just saying, but it also just sets up the Aquaman movie just so much better. Oh, exactly. If we would have. There was a little difference of Mera kind of saying, telling him that the, her parents were murdered. And then we, you know, obviously in the movie, her dad's freaking Drago. So we know that, that you know, so there, there was a little bit of changes. But I, I do love Amber Heard's accent. And I was just I, about to say the changes are the way she talks. Yeah, <laughs> I wish I wish she kept that in the Aqua movie, but it, it was good to get it in, at least in this. Before this scene, though, before the Aquaman scene, there's a scene like a bank heist that kind of introduces Wonder Woman just in general. And. That's where the first F-bomb is dropped, by the way. Charlie fucking read my tweet and fucking called it out on his new Justice League video. It was awesome. He didn't say my name. I'm pissed about it. But it was so cool because he literally gave the time codes I gave him and said there's a third F-bomb correcting his fucking video where he only said there was two. And I felt on top of a mountain that nobody will ever know about. But that scene where Wonder Woman is introduced and the guy has all the hostages lined up and everything, there's this scene where he loads in like an AR and so starts going full automatic yeah. across the line. Dude, the CG where she's throwing her arms and walking like a duck is the worst. That's a huge gripe. Watching it a second time, I was like, man, this looks like shit. That would have been a perfect time for slow-mo where you don't have to uh, watch yeah, but- walk like that because it just looked weird. 
But yeah, I, that's I guess like the only small I just thing think he wants maybe people to show how fast Wonder Woman is. I think someone commented sure. before, like, oh, wh- why is Wonder Woman so fast? Like, oh, dude, she's got freaking super speed, dude. Like, look at the comics. Like, that's not made up. I think it's because there's already a fast character and they're like, you can only have one thing. Only could one be. thing. Could be. Could that's be. probably where that naivety came from. It's like, dude, she's Wonder Woman. She's not yeah. like Elastigirl who does one thing. She's Wonder Woman. She's got everything. Yeah. But, yeah. But, you know. That's that. Yeah. Next up, this is where uh, uh, Stephen Wolf calls the sod. This is where we find kind of more about Stephen Wolf's motives. About he still has five hundred thousand more worlds to conquer before to was get it back. 50, in, wasn't it fifty? Oh, fifty thousand more worlds to conquer to get back on Dark Side's good graces. And just again, you you find his motive because in, in the first cut of of Josh's thing, you don't know what he's there for, what he's doing. What are is we, mo- are we still in part two? Yeah, so so the next part two it will lead up to one of our favorite parts of that whole battle scene of of the old gods. Yeah, and and I can't remember is the flash stuff in the pet store, the dog walking store, is that with Iris? That, that's the, that's that... part part three. We get part to that. three. Okay, yeah. so we're not there yet. Okay, yeah. so from part two, um, so, I so say probably real quick, just just, just talk about what people who don't know mother boxes. Mother boxes yeah. are living machines, indestructible. And another another one I put, he didn't have his omega beam jet of people because uh, I kept seeing people say, "Oh, if Dark Side's so strong, how come he just got annihilated?" But but but, and again, it's I always again remember he wasn't going up against like Joe Schmo. He was up against gods, Atlanteans, Green Lanterns, you know, Atlanteans. So come on, well remember this too, people. For the folks that say he got owned i said it too he got owned but it wasn't i wasn't saying he got owned because he's weak i was saying he got owned because literally that started off the whole thing of him going away and forgetting but thanos got owned too in endgame after he snaps and goes to the garden he gets fucking beheaded yep. by a couple of avengers not a thousand fucking soldiers like this this happens so the so bad guys are vulnerable and like you said he didn't have his powers yet thanos didn't have the gauntlet he actually yeah. already snapped it twice so when he got owned so yeah like just because they're the big bad doesn't mean they're not vulnerable it just means he didn't get his powers yet so i would agree with you there as well okay next up we're at part three central city welcome flash uh we meet barry allen we meet um your, your cheese that you're obsessed about. We see Iris West. Her whole story arc was just completely cut from the film. And by the way, she is played by the main character of my second favorite movie of all time and a movie I have been trying to get everyone from the heavens to watch. His hearts beat loud. I've been talking about this goddamn movie where Nick Offerman owns a record store and he has a daughter who they make a song together and it becomes popular. She is the main character of that movie. She's awesome. She's great as Iris West. I can't wait to see that continue because she's going to be back as Iris West. And I can't wait for that. That's awesome. And one of my favorite scenes from this is just when he... Thick slice of cheese. When the accident happens, obviously he's trying to get the the dog job or whatever. And when he goes to save Iris, he just pivots. His shoes disintegrate. I absolutely love that scene. And then him kind of sliding on the gravel and that just kind of just making a mess. I thought that was cool. The Um, whole... That whole entire scene is cool. And yeah. it was gone from the Whedon cut. And that's where I started to like him. I, I love the joke going around that the flash broke a windows because it's not supporting flash or Barry Allen broke a windows with flash because it's not supported anymore or whatever. That's just a fun little meta commentary on why Adobe flash is gone. It doesn't work on windows. It's yeah. so like, that's funny as shit, but that whole scene being gone from the Whedon cut, 
that was the thing that I was like, you know what? I'm going to connect with this character because I liked every single thing about that scene. It was yeah. all great. What yeah, the hell th- was WB is, thinking? This is a completely new flash than what we got before. And why on God, this scene is like three minutes, maybe four. Why was that cut? Like that does so much for the character and for the uh, just what the hell were they thinking? It, it, cutting that well, scene? It, flash doing that isn't how Joss saw Flash. He saw him as like this weak kid who just afraid of kind of his abilities and this one was a completely different flash it's a joke of a you go from you go from a flash who's actually saves the whole world to he saves a family of four right exactly you know what i mean um so one of the next scenes up was the power demons literally dragging elanians out of the water i I thought that just looked awesome by the way when steppenwolf threw him against the rock and he smashed his head i thought he was dead but no he used his little spider thing but like yeah and 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 people kind of People thought that spider, um, little like mechanical spider, was a character Starro. Um, but that's a character in like Superman's thing where if he if this thing jumps on your face, he controls you. Like he controls hmm. everything. Like people were like, oh, maybe maybe that's how they could control Superman. But no, it wasn't Starro. It was just his little mechanical spider. Okay. Um, next up, Bruce talks to Diana, and they go. She goes to meet Cyborg. He goes to meet Flash. Uh, I. I, I love Cyborg's backstory. I love the football story. I love the scenes with him and his mom. Um, shouldn't after, have been driving home after a college game. And, and after really? seeing it the third or fourth time, I picked up at the accident. He actually throws his arm across his mom to try to protect her. I don't know if you noticed the first or second time you saw it, but... Nah, I wasn't looking for it, but I'll go back and check. Yeah, after seeing it, it just saw, it happened so quick. So if you blink, you miss it. It's something I, I, I just happened to see. And I, I it just... It's the heart of the of the movie. It's Cyborg of kind of his whole journey of where he kind of started and, and kind of ends. I mean, even I think even his creation scene isn't in the Whedon cut, like where he actually is birthed from like the mother box. Yeah, you see, it, it's it's shot differently than what we got in, in in this one. Which which on a bigger scale is a lot of things. Even like the scenes, and this wasn't me who pointed this out. People on YouTube did, and I'm I'm using their uh, stuff, but like even the scenes where they're all around like a map or a blueprint or whatever, trying to figure out a plan in Whedon's cut. It's just static shot with over the, uh, over the shoulder shot back to static. And it's just, the camera's not doing anything except for shot, shot, shot in Snyder's cut. You got the camera moving and the characters are interacting and it's by the way, not shot in front of a green screen. It's a practical room that they're actually in. So it makes it that much more atmospheric. It's those little touches that, Make this better by bringing you into the movie and not saying to the, not saying to yourself, "Ooh, that's a that's a bad green screen." Because yeah, that, that no, exactly. Um, next up we have um, uh, Doctor Stone leaves Vic a tape, kind of saying like that he's a machine that no firewall can stop him. He could break any encryption, any any power grid, uh, any nuclear weapons. He controls everything. He um, talks to machines. He he talks to the Batmobile at one point or something like that. Like. He says, oh, I'm, I don't think the Batmobile, I forget what vehicle it was, but he's like, oh, I talked to its little sensor board. I don't think it's going to hold up. Well, like he, yeah, he's yeah, not yeah, just we'll a, get to that one later. Yeah. yeah, he's not just a, you know, Iron Man kind of, it, that's not what he does. Yeah. He's actually a legitimate machine. It's, it's, it's pretty crazy how, like you said, he's now the heart of the film and how deep they go into this story. Much appreciated. He was my, the character I wanted to see the most out of, I'm happy we got what we got and I'm happy that Ray Fisher is, you know, his character was able to see that light that he was 
so well deserved. Yeah, and, and this next scene was completely cut from Joss's scene. This is, you know, after he, he finally sees this lady's life, kind of sees her uh, struggling with work, has a child, no, no money. I think she's oh, even, right. getting, even getting evicted from her house. Forgot about this one, yeah. You know, he sees her, then he kind of just creates kind of money for her and sees her and her kid at the bank where I think she had 11 bucks in her bank account. And then he just dumps $100,000 in her account saying, like, hey, you want some award or something like that. And I just, again, something like that. It was like, like, look at Vic. He's, you know, he's still human after all. He's not all machine. You know what I mean? Um, I, I, I thought that yeah, was nice. I, I remember that it's just stacks of fat cash. Um, yeah. Almost as thick as the cheese. Yeah, but, so then like right after that, when his um, he goes back to the tape, when his dad says, "I'm gonna speak to you as a father," he crushes the tape because he don't want none of that shit. Uh, by the way, very bad Sony product placement. It was very clearly a Sony recorder, and it said it right there, big and bold on it. That was <laughs> of course you pick it up. So distracting. It was so fucking distracting. Uh, next up, we have Barry goes to see his father in jail. Yeah, this was um, like from what I understand, his dad's in jail for killing his mom, but it's a frame job. Yeah, ver, uh, reverse flash flames him for killing his uh, father, gotcha. killing his mother, and and we don't know even now if the Flashpoint movie is going to include reverse flash. We don't know where that's going to go. Again, this was shot with all of that kind of in mind. So keep. In yeah, mind I mean, if his dad's changed. still in jail, I would get. Yeah, I would say yeah, they're eventually going to lead to Flashpoint because eventually he uh, he goes back and you know he gets his dad out of jail. Right. So now you know why Barry lives secluded and does his does his own thing is because his dad's in jail his mom is dead because yeah and you know when his, his dad is sent parry can you stop stop seeing me you know stop working these dead-end jobs go out there make your own future which mm-hmm. pays off at the end uh yes, next yeah next we have flash meets bruce wayne um totally I, different than the whedon cut and a lot less annoying yeah and i i love this where he kind of saying you know what are you like you know what are you great and he's oh, in sign language uh, a gorilla sign language that is a nice <laughs> nod to gorilla grod which mm-hmm. I know, just just freaking loved it. Again, you still had the batarang throw where it goes really slow across. You still had that, and I think that's they still literally had the line I'm about to read. And there you go. <laughs> again, like this is where I think slow mo is needed to show how fast he is. And again, I love the look of Flash when he does like the double take. He sees the batarang, goes back at Bruce, back to the batarang. Like, oh my god, holy shit, you're Batman! Yeah, I thought that was cool. I did like that. Yeah, it, and it didn't feel like it was just there for a joke. Like, I felt like the first time they met in the Whedon Cut, from what I remember, it was just a bad joke after bad joke from both of them. Now, yeah. I still think the, so how do you, how, what's your superpower? I'm rich. That's still in here. Like, that's, yeah. it's still the same line from the Whedon Cut, but it's, it doesn't come after a string of a dozen already bad jokes. So exactly. it doesn't feel like exactly. a turd at the end of a, like, you know what it, I mean? It, it works there. That line works there. Yeah, I won't say it's like the greatest joke ever, but it, it works so much better because it's not the, the turd Sunday, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I agree. Next up is actually the Alfred and Diana scene since we already talked about that, which leads to of him working on Batman's gauntlets, which eventually will save Batman's life from being lasered in half. And then uh, I love- Which is a new scene too, all of it. Yeah, exactly. that whole thing. He never had gauntlets. He was, yeah. Josh had Batman out to dry on that whole scene. Well, and, this, if you, and if you're confused on what we're talking about, it's when Alfred shoots like the wrist guard thing and it's like he shoots like a laser at it or something like that. Yeah, well, yeah, he Flash. shoots like the guns from um, the, the ships from when uh, they invaded. Man's oh, Game. right. Yeah, that's right. And it, I, I did love where kind of um, Wonder Woman kind of says, hey, when you're done with that, could you work on maybe a lasso in black? <laughs> I, I would love to see that. Is of there course. is there significance to that? 
Like, is, does she? Ever no, I just ne- I never. I don't ever remember reading a story where she has a lasso that's black like that. I, I would love to see it though. Yeah. Um, this is where Cyborg meets Wonder Woman for the first time. All lights go out when he gets there. I love his fuck the world line. I I I think it really works there for him. And Wonder Woman basically telling him like, you know, you're slowly opening up. You wouldn't be you wouldn't be here right now if you're not trying to. Um, now, well, real quick, we've we've now covered all three F words. We covered it. Uh, the one in the nightmare scene, this one and the one during the heist. Yeah, I think all three of them had a place. I put it in my notes originally that this these this wasn't foul language for foul language sake. It wasn't. Yeah, foul I, language I didn't. Yeah, I didn't think nothing was forced. Nothing was just thrown right, in here to get a rating or to get. I thought it was all in the context of the moment. All three felt earned. One is a hostage hostage situation. You better believe that bad language is going to be used. One where's a guy who was a fucking human last week and is yeah. now a cyborg. Yeah. Uh, so that's a little earned and I already went into why I think Bruce's was, was good. So I don't feel like the language was any, it was like off putting to me. I think it was fine. Yeah, I, I agree. Next up, we have cyborg burying the mother box at his grave, which, which is fine. Uh, the next scene we have is, uh, Ryan Choi and Dr. Stone kind of him showing him the laser that it gets up to 3.5 million Kelvin, the hottest thing on earth about that whole laser inside the lab. Yep, which is one of my, which is my other biggest. It's my actual biggest gripe of. Dude, the film. yo, great, and I watched it again, and I swear, if I, I was I him, did too. I, I would have we'll, stopped there we'll, too. We'll talk. We'll talk. The yeah, people we'll get don't there. know what the people don't know what we're talking. About. We'll, we'll get there. Um, next up is we're coming up on my, my I, I, we'll get there. Hold on, real fast. Doctor Stone eventually enters the apartment to see Vic. Notices that the place is kind of, you know, thrown around a little bit. He sees the crushed tape, and then he's taken by a parademon. Next scene, we finally see J.K. Simmons is Jim Gordon. He's walking and talking with another detective, and he says, he goes, hey, I think this looks like, he's showing up a parademon drawing, but it kind of looks like Batman a little bit, and he says, I know what it looks like, Crispus. It took me the third time to see Crispus to put it together, and this was not on emergency also. I texted you immediately when I found, when I, when I figured it out you did. that it wasn't, uh, Charlie didn't get it, Ryan Airy didn't get it. Crispus Allen is actually the second specter in DC comics. So if you, it's a quick little Crispus line. Crispus Allen is the second specter. So it, it, you really got to know your DC comics to get it. I missed it. Took me three times to get it. So I, I love that little Easter egg that he threw in there. Cause I love the specter. I actually forgot that JK Simmons was commissioner Gordon from the, from the original cut. I forgot about that. So when he showed up, I was like, Oh my God, we're at the bugle. But, uh, <laughs> love that okay next thing up we got that next up we have the mother box atlantis it's starting to make a noise mara's making dolphin clicks to her army which i kind of liked that they just can't <laughs> speak underwater they have to use the bubbles to speak and when they're not under the bubbles they're using dolphin clicks that makes sense to me it's how you communicate underwater echolocation yep exactly I, i'm cool with that i'm cool yep, with exactly that. and i, I, I like still, her go ahead oh, Go, no, go, go, go. I still have a problem with why that fucking box was in a wide open giant room in the biggest room in Atlantis. It was just a little off putting that you wouldn't try to hide it somewhere. I mean, but else. who's going down there? You know what I mean? Now, why does that make it right? I, I, I don't know. Again, if it wasn't in Atlantis where it seems that the world no one even knows about yet. If you, if it, fine, 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 fine. If you're in Atlantis underwater, why not bury it in the sand where nobody will find it? Yeah. They could forget where they buried it. That's you're not wrong, but like throw a 
piece of coral. Your your people yeah. that live underwater. You can figure <laughs> yeah. out a way to decorate yeah. it. Draw an to X. Make it re- <laughs> and not here. Yeah, don't look here, Steppenwolf. But like it's just uh, it was just so weird that it's there as opposed to literally hidden anywhere. <laughs> yeah, true. Okay. True. I don't know. Um, Steppenwolf comes. Mother box. He kills. He kills. He just absolutely annihilates just all the all the guards. Him and Mera have a nice little fight scene. I ain't gonna lie. Where she's a quick scene where she kind of takes the water out. He drops and then she's gets him real close and then she's like because she can control water. She's controlling like the water and his blood and then she has to he has to throw her to knock her out and she would have been dead if Aquaman didn't come and save her. Which was a little convenient, but I I'm, again I'm fine with it. Superhero movies are built on convenience. It's okay. It's, it's, and it's the first time they they technically meet. Yeah, it's so it's, I'm not like bitching about convenience. I'm I'm totally cool with it. There's I think there was a part of this too where I was actually like pretty floored by it. I think they do a sh- a shot. It might be this fight scene. It might be another one. I'm sorry if I I'm getting them confused. But there's a fight scene where Steppenwolf has to come up from below, and it might even be his entrance here. Where it the is, camera, it's his entrance, and, and it's like a jump scare. Yeah, where the yeah, camera like it. looks over the edge and he jumps yep. right into the camera. Yep, I thought that was exactly really, it. really cool. Yeah, yeah, same. I, I actually really dug that. Um, Aquaman shows up. He didn't bring the trident that uh, um, was it uh, Volko gave him. He never he didn't bring that one yet, Volko. So you know, Stephen Wolf basically knocks him around a little bit. Eventually, escapes with the mother box. Um, and this is where she explains that her parents died in the war. We know they're alive in Aquaman. Um. She's telling him that her mother saved him by leaving him because she's, oh, my mother abandoned me. He, she kind of lets him know the truth. Um, Cyborg arrives back home, finds his dad's glasses, knows his dad's taken, looks up in the sky, sees the bat signal, and now we enter part four. Uh, we're halfway home at this point, and I distinctly remember, and it was only a week ago, I distinctly remember saying to myself, like, I'm still waiting for like something to like super duper hook me. Cause I was still kind of reeling from the war scene. I just wanted more of that. Yeah. But the thought of what was to come, number one, going into this, I had heard the third act was just bonkers. So I'm all obviously looking forward to that. Number two, Steppenwolf has already done enough and I've seen dark side finally. So Depp Steppenwolf was doing enough for me to be interested in how that was going to go down. So there was enough cool stuff happening to con- for me to continue on. Plus I actually like Barry Allen. So like it was a point for me where I was like I'm still kind of waiting for the big shit, but I but we got enough for me to keep trudging because two hours at this point, you know that's a lot of movies end time. Now you're halfway home. I understand that some people are intimidated by that, so this might even be yeah. a good pause point for you at that halfway point, kind of dividing the two movies if you will, two two hour movies. I kept on going, watched it in one sitting. Oh yeah, there there was no stopping. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, so yeah, I, at this point I distinctly remember saying like. It's it's done enough, and that's cool. And that was good enough for me. And the opening shot for four is literally Batman standing on top of the skeleton statue with the lightning behind him, which is a clear nod to Frank Miller. Absolutely love that shot. One of the best. It actually uh, looked better in color than the black and white version, and that's one of the few that I will say that was definitive for me at least. Yeah, I I, I definitely agree with that. Um, we had the meetup with Gordon. He they kind of had the meetup, kind of these crews expanding. Um, they always do them dirty where Flash's like, oh, they did that to you? You just kind of leave, of course, without Gordon knowing. Classic Batman. Uh, we have, now, this is the tunnel scene. We have the Steppenwolf kind of basically standing off Wonder Woman. Steppenwolf says, leave her to me, the Amazon. 
Um, so much different than Joss's cut. Uh, I did not like Barry being scared. I hated the Batman line of save one. What? Save one. Like I, I hated that whole line. I'm so glad that was all Joss and get that freaking scene out of here. <laughs> I, I seriously, I hated that line. That was one thing I always hated. Um, There's a lot of things to always hate about that movie. Yeah. One of the coolest flash scenes that I don't know if a lot of people talk about when after they get all the people out of that tunnel, when all them rocks are falling, he just super speeds and gets rid of the rocks. And I, I thought that shot was awesome. And then kind of cyborg blasts the big one out of the sky and saves everybody. I thought that was freaking awesome. Yeah, I forgot about that. Again, we have another slow-mo scene of Flash poking Wonder Woman's sword. I thought that was fine. Hey, I, they I, didn't sexualize them this time. That's exactly. Great. Thank God they got rid of, jaw of Flash falling on Wonder Woman. Stupid. Uh, I did love the cyborg when he when he controls the, uh, the, the big ship. I'll take it from here, Alfred. Do I know you? <laughs> I, 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 I thought that was great. I, I love that line. That's cool. We, we finally see Aquaman show up with the trident. And I absolutely love oh, this when shot. when the water was rushing yep. down. Yeah. I love this shot. of hit the close-up with him just like, ah! I will say this. Again, I, I totally agree. I thought that was awesome. It was a great way for Aquaman to finally, like, solidify he's joining the group. And it was, it was like, a really thrilling moment. But, like, they, <laughs> Batman and Cyborg just stood there. Like, they just kept standing there. I mean, pro- they would have gotten washed away. East. Probably kind of amazed, you know, like, what the hell? Yeah, but, like, they didn't know that he, at that moment, that he was going to be able to do that. Like, if he couldn't, they were going to die. It was kind of weird that they didn't just hurry up and get on the ship and watch, or from whatever the vehicle was, I forget, and watch it from the vehicle. They just stood there on the ground. They're like, you know what? If it doesn't work out, it was worth living. I don't know. It's just weird. But, again, small little thing. It's not an action. So this is where... um. I guess the mother box is calling for Stephen Wolf. So he goes over there. He gets his vision, finds out that the anti-life equation is on the Earth's surface. So he goes, talks to the sod, lets him know that he's seen it. Dark side finally comes and then he gives whole, I turn 100,000 worlds to dust line, which I, I absolutely love. Like you see, like, the, I don't know if it's like admiration of, of Stefan, when he sees Darkseid, his armor goes back. He takes a step back. He, like, jumps back. I I, I just loved his expression. I, like, again, oh, right, he, when his armor actually, like, leaves his body a little bit. Like, oh, my God, shoulders. yeah. Yeah, and it's still so weird to me that Steppenwolf is actually the uncle of Darkseid, yep. not the other way around. It's just so weird, but, like, and they never, like, hit you over the head with that. You know they're related, but they don't actually tell you. He never said, you know what? One of my favorite, like, I, you know me sometimes with the nitpicks and stuff. My One of my biggest nitpicks in film and TV in general is when people say father or mother. Like nobody fucking talks like that. It's ma, it's dad, it's pop. But these are the old gods. But like, no, but I'm saying like they don't do that here. And that's oh, so okay, cool. gotcha, I gotcha. Steppenwolf never says, I'm sorry, uncle. Like nobody, I never call my uncle Pat uncle. I call him uncle Pat or Pat. Like, no, and, unless you're watching Jackie Chan Adventures, it goes, What's the old guy's like? Oh shit! No, no one else but peace with Uncle. Like he always does some shit like that. <laughs> it's just That's it's it's so up. it's so not realistic when you refer to the person that you're talking to by their lineage or by yeah. relation to you. It just doesn't make sense to me. Just call them by their effing name. So for Steppenwolf to never say "I'm sorry, Uncle" or "This Uncle," I was like, good. You know they're related, but you don't actually know unless yeah. you know. And that was yeah. Um, ne- next, we got the line that he will stride across your bones. He will bask in the glow of Andy Life. I absolutely love Darkseid's line. His voice is Ray Porter is so menacing as Darkseid. He he hits it. I I, I can only hope that we get more Darkseid because he he nailed this for me. 
Um, next up, we get the kind of the scene of Cyborg explaining where the mother box came from to the guys, and he's kind of narrating it through history. And I, I kind of love how they shot that. Have we gotten to the point of Martha and uh, Lois yet? No, we're coming, dude. Okay. You're you're getting close. Like you're right there. I'm. I'm. Do, you have the notes. I'm just doing this from memory, so I, I don't worry, bro. For that. All good, dude. We're there. So again, that they're change machines. That he's he's kind of explained to him that they don't have like they don't pick between like right and wrong. That they they're just change machines. So then he's kind of explaining that it kind of like it reinstates particles of matter to where they kind of were to bring it back to the beginning, where they all start to slowly get the idea of Superman. The score slowly building up to his his music, which I I got the chills at, which that was at the two hour and sixteen minute mark. We like get like the mention of like I think it was like the second or third time they mentioned Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we we very quickly we touched on this before that we thought Superman was actually in it a pretty um, fair amount. Now yeah. you've watched it a couple more times. Do you do you think that he could have had a no opportunity I, for I, more? Or are you I good? still think he was in it the perfect amount. Again, I I still think it's perfect. Yeah how how long was he in it? Let's say uh, nine minutes. I think nine minutes too long. I just, I, 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 max 13 minutes yeah I just, max i just don't uh, care for him um, he's so op dude when he comes in it's just like you know oh but okay when we get there one of the best entrances ever absolutely it was amazing. good it was good, it was good. Uh, next up we have martha meets lois trying to bring her back to the living and again it's a great awesome cameo by martian manhunter we did we not do. get to say this last week. So this feels good to say the words Martian Manhunter. I just yeah, again, Martian you find Manhunter. out it was uh, General. Um, the hell is his name? It starts with an L. Well, Martian Manhunter's name is Jean Jean's or whatever. Yes, but yeah, it is. it's. Uh, oh, man, he's been playing the same character in. I think he was even in BVS or yeah, he, he was. Man of Steel or something. He was. He was. So he's been playing this human character for a while. And we all kind of assumed that he might be Jean Jean. Oh, but, Lennox. Uh, that's right. He was yeah. Lennox. So, but now they pay it off that when he leaves the that conversation and does the little morph in the middle of a hallway where like an old lady with a dog could see him, but whatever. I know, you know, it's fine. We got to see him do it. It was, it was nice to finally get the payoff and he looks great. Like I think the makeup or the, co- whatever it was, even if it was CG, the costume, they, I think personally they nailed it. It looked really good. To me. Yeah, I, I agree. I, w- I was nervous what he was going to look like and they knocked it out of the park. Um, and this is where the next up the whole team kind of talks about we have to bring back Superman and he kind of says this is there is no us without him. Batman referring to Superman, right? Yep. And leads to right to part five, which was my least favorite part of the film, the resurrection thing. And I yeah. think it part five was when um, si- what the hell was his name? Simon. I can't remember the dad. Silas, 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 yeah, yeah, Silas Stone. I think that was in part five too. So this just this whole part for me was just like, yeah, I'm good without it. Let's just cut the six. But you you go on. I know that a lot. You're you know this definitely a lot of people thought this was hype as shit because a lot of people like Superman, not me. Okay, it it starts up Cyborg and Flash. They're digging up Clark, and I love the line where Flash says he was my hero. I I love that line by the Flash, which Uh, was new, I think too. Yeah, it was. That was not there before. He kind of says, hey. Uh, you think she's in the younger guys? She's 5,000 years old, Barry. Every guy's a younger guy. Yeah. I, I love that line by Cyborg. Um, this is kind of next scenes is Alfred basically telling Bruce, like he's being without reason, trying to bring back Superman. And he brings up the whole red cape charge. You know, this red cape charges back that whole, that whole scene. Um, 
Another great shot of Batman where he's overlooking Star Labs when they're about to go break in to go get to his ship. I love that shot. Uh, this is where Cyborg sets off the, the contamination alarms, and this is where Sal's like, no, it, no, we're, we're being bugged. No, it, it's that. Then, no, then he, then he sees Cyborg and lets everyone in. In Joss's cut, you don't even know how they get in there. You're just like, oh, you're there. There's no, he doesn't explain anything. Were they wheeling around the giant obvious coffin then too? Because that was funny. You just see yeah. them all wheeling in a coffin. It's like, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, true. Again, that whole point, his whole movie skipped everything. You're just in his ship like, oh, okay. You just somehow got there. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, again, Man of Steel theme. You kind of hear that slowly playing in the background when they're talking about it. Um, you see Lois goes, she goes and visits the Superman monument. She hands the police officer coffee who in Christopher Reeve Superman, that actor played Jimmy Olsen. So that was cool that he had that little cameo as that police officer. Um, Cyborg, they're kind of getting ready to set up that charge that the mother box needs. Cyborg gets a glimpse of a different, you know, I, I guess a different, uh, like a, a timeline where Earth's controlled by Darkseid. You see the whole Earth kind of just basically get turned like the fire, how Apocalypse is. Which and you would s- make Martian Manhunter pissed. Yes, he would not want to live on this planet. <laughs> um, you, you see Wonder Woman, she's being burned, she's buried. You see a dark side using his Omega Beams underwater. You see him stabbing Aquaman through the uh, chest with a trident. Then him with that head turn with his eyes blazing fire. Looks so badass. And then you see Superman holding bones and ash of what's left of Lois Lane in the Batcave. You know it's the Batcave because if you look on the top right, you'll see the Robin suit hanging up. Yeah. This and is when he was on his knees and like Darkseid walks yep. behind him. Yeah. And Darkseid's behind him, just puts his hand on his shoulders. Superman kind of looks up with his eyes, and that's where he basically takes over Superman of controlling him with the antimatter. For a four-hour movie, I watched it 4 a.m. one time. I am fucking impressed that I remember this. I did some skimming through the black and white. I watched the whole thing in about five minutes. Yeah. I just went to the scenes I wanted to see again. Yeah. So, like, I'm pretty goddamn impressed with this memory of mine here. Oh, hey. Just a little flex. That's you did good for 4 a.m. Just a little flex. The next scene I love, it's a quick shot of you're still in the apocalypse. You see dead Kilowog on the ground. If you notice, you'll see a ripped Joker card. That'll pay off. Which is a, well, in the nightmare scene. Yep, that pays that off at the end. Um, You see. Which I guess technically could have paid it off in Justice League 2. Yeah, true, true. Whichever. Um, uh, Superman's holding Batman's cow. But. Flash is so fast as he's running towards it, he goes back just enough time where he times it right to, you know, time the electricity and the mother box perfectly, which brings back Superman. Lois sees Superman in the air, so she kind of goes back to that area. Uh, the mother box lands on the car where Dr. Stone Go gets it in uh, Joss's cut. It just magically lands somewhere, and uh, Steph Wolf just comes down and gets it with no fight, just skips everything and gets it with nothing. Superman's alive. He's back. Um, the whole crew. Oh my God, he's back. He's walking. He starts scanning them. <laughs> you know, they're, they're all getting, you uh, know, right. get, getting nervous. Cyborg's suit just goes in defense style. He blasted Superman. Big mistake. Superman answers back. I was like, what the hell's going on here? And I appreciate that conjecture that he actually said. Like, it's 
I can't help myself here. So that yeah. was actually kind of a nice, like, weak, not weak moment for Cyborg, but like he doesn't have this thing totally under control. I mean, yet. you're just it reminded, like, nice, like he he is a machine. Yeah, it was a nice vulnerable moment yeah. for them who have been pretty perfect up to this point. So it, it exactly. Nice Next up, we have uh, Wonder Woman using the lasso of truth. I think she she effed up by calling him Cal El. He doesn't like refer to himself as Cal. I think he's just Clark. I think if she went with Clark, it might have turned out a little bit different. Um. The next scene is, is still one of my favorite scenes of the whole movie is when Wonder Woman, Cyborg, Aquaman, they're all Russian Superman at the same exact time. Flash is going to try to use his super speed to wrap around. And in slow-mo, I, I love you see Flash's face as he's running. Then you slowly see Superman's eyes turn. And then the face that Ezra makes is absolute gold. I laugh every time. I'm so happy it's a Zack scene. It's one of the best shots in the whole film, in my opinion. And, and, and he craps himself that Superman could see him and keep up with him. Love that. Um, I love what after he tries to push him like he did with like uh, the Parademons and stuff. And then he goes flying back. Mm-hmm. I thought that was hilarious. You have Flash tackling Aquaman. They have a nice little payoff point scene at the end. That was funny. You had the cool Superman Wonder Woman headbutt scene. That was fine. If it wasn't for Alfred, Batman would be literally lasered in half. His goal and saved his life. And then Lois Lane comes. Of course, he's going to remember Lois Lane. He takes her. They fly back to the Kent farm. Um, this band, this is where Stefan, this is where I'm sure we're going to talk, where Stefan Wolf comes down for the last mother box. See, now, here's the thing. People don't know what I'm, what like you know, because you and I have talked about it before. Ladies and gentlemen, what I'm about to do is not really put up much of a fight here. Not only because it's an hour and five minutes into this episode, but <laughs> because I personally, I know Sam and I are going to disagree on what we're about to talk about. Yeah. I know there's no change in his mind, and I know there's no change in mine on this one. We're just going to agree to disagree on this one. So I'll give my side, he'll give his. But like, I don't foresee us having a real big like debate here because yeah. I just don't think either one of us are going to move off of our point. No, and it, which is fine. Again, I, I, I did just watch this today. This debate was when he comes down, Silas Stone takes the box. He's going to go uh, put it in the laser so you can mark it with this heat, this heat thing. So as he puts it in, he's, he goes to turn to go walk away. As he goes to make that, take that initial step forward, Stephen Wolf jumps down, axes the door. He just freezes, craps himself when he sees a 15 foot giant monster in front of him, craps himself. And then as he's through the door, he presses the door closed. And as it's closing, it's almost closed, Cyborg lands in between them. With plenty of time to hit the button again and just walk out. But maybe when it's closed, again, again. That's the thing. This is where we're going to disagree. I think that this sacrifice was completely an emotional play by Zach to get the people to really get onto Cyborg's side if they haven't been already. Or just for that one big character death, because you didn't get a lot of that from the good side during this movie. So, like, I think that that was just kind of put in there. And I think it was completely 100% avoidable. You think that it was the fear of Steppenwolf knowing I'm either going to die to a laser instantly or I'm going to die a horrible death to this thing. I totally get that point of view. I just think once he saw Cyborg, there was still a chance to get out of there and just hope that his son was good, like strong enough to stop it and at least try. And because that didn't happen, I'm just like, man, I, I just it's just his selfless act. It wasn't even about him. It was about marking this box because it, it just seems like he knew that Steph Wolf was going to take this. That they couldn't stop him. He was just a little bit too strong. And in the end, it was the the, right move. The audience at this point of the film is supposed to think he's taking it to try to destroy it. 
And no, that's what no, no. You, they tell you already that the boxes are indestructible. Cyborg tells you that it, they're indestructible. But, but I know that. I, I I get that. But the audience is supposed to think because they already said that this thing's heated to be the hottest thing on the entire planet that there's a chance that this thing could be destroyed. Okay. The way he's that, setting that's it better. up. That's better. And the way he's setting it up is he's trying to destroy it with fire and a laser. And you don't know that what he's actually doing is setting a thermal like, – to get a thermal imprint yeah Yeah. on it so they could get the read on it so it was like this really nice little swerve if you will of like at least a little bit of um of uh uh, i already said i guess swerve is the right word but like i like that a lot but boy howdy and like i said we're just gonna disagree that's okay yeah yeah, i'm gonna draw me i wasn't even gonna continue with it i just think it was avoidable you so i I, but i do see both sides of it yeah and i again i i I do see both i again you felt you felt for Again, like you said, this is where you feel for Cyborg. He was with his mom when she died. He just watched his dad get disintegrated. When he finally made the connection with him, too, he was no longer mad at him. He could have felt like they could have been a family. So I, yeah. the timely of it. What I'd like to actually ask the audience at this point is because, man, so many of you after every episode DM us with your thoughts and text us with what you were thinking here and what you agree and disagree with. I'd like to know. Do you think that this death was earned or do you think it was a kind of an avoidable one? Let us know. DM us on Instagram at we podcast and we know things or stampede two one five eight nine for Sam's. Let us know on Twitter. Drop us a Facebook. Come comment. on, slide in them DMs. T- text us if you know us personally. Just let us know. Do you think that was avoidable or do you see it the way it was uh, played out on screen? Just let us know. Okay. Next up, we're at part six. It starts off uh, Lois and Clark. They are at the Kent farm. Uh, team enters the back cave. He goes, here's Alfred. I work for him. Love that line. Um, I, and this is where they, they have the whole, the whole speech kind of getting hyped up. Oh my God, he destroyed so much. One of my favorite Batman lines. I don't care how many demons he's fought and how many hells he's never fought us. Not us United. I, I love that line. Which was different than the Whedon cut. Oh, wait, it wasn't even in it. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even in it at all. And, I thought, and, I thought in the Whedon cut, the, he never, they never fought us line was in there, but that was it. I, I don't. I could have. I don't know. I'm. I mean, I've literally. I, I went back and years. that whole scene, that, all them shots. It's all different. Like, that's what, all I, that's what I was referring to yeah. earlier with like the static shots in the weed and cut versus the yeah. camera circling around the room and they're actually in a room, not on a green screen. That's this is the exact scene I was actually referring to. Yep. Perfect. Uh, next shot, we're back to the Ken farm. Love this shot of Superman kind of running his hand through the corn. Um kind of talking to Lois, saying that he's not going to waste his second chance. Thought that was good. Um, Martha comes, joins Clark. They have a nice little moment together. Uh, uh, Cyborg figures out how to to fly this flying machine, so they all run out. And and before they run out, uh, Batman's sitting in that chair. goes, I was sitting in this chair, and I had a dream that Barry came to me saying, Lois is the key. And he just kind of recalls the dream with Wonder Woman. He's like, I think it's something darker. Um, oh, I just love Ben in the tactical suit. I think he looks so badass. I, I don't think that suit gets enough love. I just feel like the tactical suit is awesome. Don't what know enough think? about it. Don't know enough about just it. Just when he's when he's in the, like the actual that big flying suit, you see this big suit with like the goggles. That's the tactical suit. It's not, man. What the, I can't picture it. I'll go. Well, I'll, I'll Google it while you're. Okay, and the next thing, which I a little line I love when they're all entering in the, the, his, the aircraft. What makes you think that Superman will be here? Faith, Alfred. Faith. Again, you don't, you don't see Batman kind of say that, so it was good to see him kind of get his faith in part six of this movie. 
Oh, he's got like he's he's finally wearing those things that Alfred exactly that the big look. I don't know. He just looks awesome in that suit, just menacing. Got it. So they're off. They're going to meet Steppenwolf. This is the scene where it gives me chills every time Superman's walking on the ship. He's he's kind of seeing all his different suits while you're hearing Jor-El speak to him. Pa Kent, you're getting the score. I'm getting all the feels. I'm getting goosebumps every time. I all four times or three times that I've seen this scene. Every time it got to me. Um, enter black suit Superman. He co- comes out of you know little chamber, flies up to the sun, opens his arms. He's getting charged up. Um, this is where Batman tells them that he has to nuke down this tower to bring down the force fields to get them guys in there. I love that the first time he shoots, it's not enough. And he goes, I just got to knock a little louder. I like that line. That was good. I like that too. He eventually takes that down. Uh, power demons enter the ship, Batmobile. He kills a couple people. Then he's off to the races. I loved, I actually really liked the slow-mo action shot of kind of the whole, like, like they did with Avengers Age Ultron. You have the whole squad in that one shot minus Superman. I thought that was awesome. Oh, and like the beginning of Ultron. Yeah. Yeah, right. exactly. Exactly. Um, this, I mean, Batman goes to a damn building with no windshield at all on a, on a Batmeal. So like, like Aquaman says, you really are out of your mind. Um, Aquaman has his air battle with the Parademons. That was cool. That was in um, the original. Cyborg has his little action shot where he's getting chased by Parademons. He does a spin, takes down some buildings, traps on them. Ejecto Cito, cuz. Batmobile gets blown to bit. That dude, when he when he went up, I lost it. He kind of swings in. Awesome sh- action shots by Zach. Uh, Batman starts gunning down some power demons. Superman flies in to meet Alfred, and I just I just love their quick little exchange. He said you'd come. The score hits again. Absolutely love it. Stephen Wolf versus the Justice League, which was a great fight scene and was a very fitting end for Steppenwolf. When he gets thrown through that, I don't know what you want to call it. I'll call it a portal. And Wonder Woman slices off his head. When Dark Side just when if, when the head just stopped and he stepped on it and squished it, I felt that. I was oh. like, what a perfectly like whoever thought of that. That was wonderfully done. Oh, and we're going to get there. Um, this is you know Wonder Woman's score. It hits home again every time. Again, I always see people say her score when it hits. They're right every time she comes. It hits powerful. Like it's it's loud. It's like. Ah! Maybe it's like they have a lot of history with, with Stephen Wolf of kind of the big battle. So I, maybe he wanted to just make it a little bit, I don't know, like meaningful or extra with Wonder Woman. I don't I don't know. But but they're right. When, when she enters, her, her, her theme plays loud. Um, Flash is building up his charge for, um, for Cyborg. He's trying to synchronize the mother boxes. What a shot by the power demon by taking out Barry. When he, you know, trying to get the connection to the um, to the mother box, uh, that was cool. Superman finally arrives, three hours and twenty two minutes. I noted it where his entrance line to his, to Stephen Wolf is not impressed. Ice breath, his axe, he smashes that to bits. Stephen Wolf literally gets his ass kicked. He gets half his fucking head lasered off. <laughs> Superman wasn't holding back any punches. Uh, and it, it just kind of showed you, though, how OP he is and can be. Yeah. But, but at the same time, for this, in this, con- you needed it. I get it. You needed it. They yeah, were exactly. literally afraid of Superman. So, like, for him to come back and not be OP would have been a little silly. So Exactly. It's fine. 
Um, so the Flash is down. This is where he kind of says, I got the wind knocked out of me. Then you see, like, it, half his side is burnt to shit. <laughs> and he's just trying to play it off that I'll, I'll, I'll be okay. And he starts trying to super heal, which was also, we didn't get to see that in Flash yet. Um, it, uh, next up, this is where the uh, mother box opens. And you see Dark Side, Granny Goodness, Desaad all having to stare off. At first with Superman, Wonder Woman, and Aquaman. Um, and then this is where Barry can't get there in time, and it, he's too late. This is probably one of, if not my favorite scene of the whole movie. Barry does the impossible, and the apt in the sequence that he does it, it still gives me chills. He still gets sniped, and it's still annoying. But that's that's my only gripe with this. Again, yeah, I, I, I could hear you. One guy, I would have rather maybe there was five of them shooting at him. Might have been a little bit better. Okay, or just more than one random shot. If he just yeah, that's, that's why I said it was one hell of a shot by a parademon. Yeah. Exactly. So again, it was it was a lucky shot. You know, lucky definitely. is an understatement, my friend. Um, this is where I have to give Ezra huge props. I mean, he he stole this whole scene of of him slowly traveling, of of kind of thinking back what his dad's saying that you got to break the rules, Barry. You got to do it now. And he just takes off. I, I got the chills just reading that. Yeah, I got the chills just off that line of him coming, kind of. Repeating what his dad's saying, make your own future, make your own past. It's all right now. I, I I freaking love that scene. You see everything kind of being brought back. You see Superman being reformed, and he just touches uh, Cyborg at that exact right moment. So the you know that that the bad part of the apocalypse doesn't happen there. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where you said that they have that big uh, that fight scene where. Uh, Steph Wolf goes to charge. He gets skewered by Aquaman. He gets punched by Superman. Skewered yeah. is also an understatement. My God, <laughs> you see the trident out the other side. Yep. And literally. He looked like Baraka. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> and, and literally off with his head by Wonder Woman. And as you said, his body and head go through the, the portal right in front of Darkseid, sliding to his feet, to his boot. Now. I guess my question here, and you don't have to go too deep, is it wouldn't it if that can happen and uh, Steppenwolf can go through the portal head and all? Couldn't Darkseid at that point just say "fuck it" and go through the portal? I know, no, I know could. what ha- I know what happens, right? Yeah. He says we'll just do it the old school way. I get that. So yeah, another war, but like yeah. at that point, if he wanted to, he could have just gone through. If well, if he wanted to, but I think seeing Superman, I think he, you know. So it, then, why didn't the Justice League go through? I mean, would you want to go through? I think you want to at least settle, wait a little. They, I don't. They, I wouldn't want to jump they have through. Superman now on their side. They know they can do it, and they just took down Steppenwolf, which is one of the three main generals that he has. Decide, granted, goodness being the other two, at least in again in the context of this movie. Yeah, I just feel like shoot your shot. Like if you just took I, down I, one, go ahead and fuck them. I up. mean, I feel you, but I mean, I thought just the epic stare off that they had of Dark Side of Superman, the whole league, and. I thought that was enough. Of course, it it leaves you wanting more, which is what we all want. And I love, obviously, get the Armada. We'll do it the old ways. Dark side is coming. Um, I I, I I loved it. Every scene with Dark Side, I absolutely loved. I wanted more. I thought he looked awesome. I thought he sounded awesome. And I I, I really wish we get a sequel. Next scene we get up is Superman is helping out Batman. And then this is where you get like the nice group shot of everybody. And then you get this. They all get like their single shots. And then, you know, that whole, that, that part six ends. 
leads to the epilogue. Probably Cyborg. in all, besides the war, this was probably my favorite part of the movie. What, the epilogue was your favorite? Yes. Besides okay. the war, the old war. So it's like, it's funny. The war that took place a thousand years ago and the shit that takes place after the movie. Jesus Christ, that's where my head's at. But hey, just, you're all over the place. Nothing wrong with that. I'm always all over the place. It's just my ammo. <laughs> it, it starts off, Cyborg rebuilds the tape and he hears his uh, his father, you know, his father twice over. Which, which this voiceover that basically Silas does for almost the entire first part. Well, the entire really first part of the episode. Until the very end, yeah. That's not in the Whedon cut at all. Nope. Who is it? Is it Lois? Or uh, I believe, I think it is Lois. Yeah, I think Lois is the one who does the voiceover in the Whedon. Yeah, and it's, it, it, thank God it's Silas because he does it better. Yep. Um, this is where you kind of see Aquaman and Volko and Mera for like the last part. They kind of part where Aquaman goes to see his father, which perfectly sets up Aquaman being next. You see kind of Ryan Choi gets a little, uh, I guess he becomes the big deal over at Star Labs. We're at Wayne Manor where you see Alfred, Batman, Wonder Woman. There's chairs for six, but room for more to grow. You see Barry goes visit his dad that he gets a job in the crime lab and his dad's so proud. Superman doesn't know how Batman got the house back until he said, you know, I had to undo this mistake and I'll never guess how he did it. He bought the bank, thought it was a funny line. Of course, Bruce Wayne would do something like that. This, you kind of get the feel that Cyborg's finally starting to accept who he is. He's more comfortable in, I guess, his machine. You get the shot of uh, Batman kind of standing on the bat tank, which is like a nod to Frank Miller. Um, you have just a, a shot to flash him just running in slow-mo cheesing flash, <laughs> which is fine. Yeah. Um, this is again, my cut where we talked earlier, where Superman opens up his shirt, wish it was the blue, the blue suit instead of the black cut to the original end credit scene of the movie where you see Deathstroke show up on the boat meeting Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor. On Joss's thing, his uh, Lex Luthor line is, he, they're making a league of their own. In Zack's version, Lex gives Deathstroke the name of Batman, which is Bruce Wayne, which totally sets up the Batman solo movie, what we would have got for him when he's hunting down basically his friends and I, I really hope we get that movie because what Joe Manganiello has been saying on podcast of kind of explaining what this movie was about, we really missed out on something good on this one. Um, we got that. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, boom, we're at the nightmare scene. Which, Starts off. Well, with, yeah, you, go ahead. I was going to say we already covered a lot of the Joker Batman stuff, so I think like you get listen, you got Lex Luthor on the boat with with Deadpool. Oh my god, Deadpool today. That's true. I was already moving on from that one. I, I know, but I mean, like you got you got all that stuff, and and we're we're there. We cover the Joker stuff, um, the conversation between him and Batman already. But like, get, before you go into like shot by shot, what happened? Why is this a thing? Like, tell them why th- this even exists in the first place. What? Well, well, Nightmare Scene. I mean, he started this with with BVS with the whole cameo from Flash. So it's like he always planned these nightmare scenes of of an alternate timeline of. Of what if he came back and, as you've seen, he killed Lois Lane and controlled Superman and Darkseid takes over and Earth basically becomes Apocalypse 2.0. And you kind of, you're meant to think that Darkseid is the one who took over here and, and who's the bad guy that they're hunting and all this good stuff. You're meant to think that until it's actually shown to. And again, for more of the casual viewer who doesn't know the deep cut, you're actually meant to to 
think that it's Darkseid, but really it's it's Superman, the evil Superman. After all this thing where Lois Lane, I, I mean, Darkseid's definitely the the ruler, but right. Superman's the yeah, yeah. We we also well the one hunting them. We'll say yeah. we also skipped over the scene where Lois Lane finds a pregnancy test, and you oh, ass- I, and you I ass- made a note of that, and I forgot to put that. You you assume that it's Superman's baby, but there was a there's a point where you're meant to think either in sequels or whatever that it's actually Batman's baby and they have a romantic storyline together. It it was, it was rumored that it was supposed to be Batman's that they had a love story, but Zach came out and said, actually, no, it it would have been Clark's and the baby would have been born with no powers. And then in like the third justice league movie, he would eventually Batman would have sacrificed himself and he would have been taken over the new Batman. Batman, So just wanted to throw that in there before we, yeah, you know, good, good call, good, good call. I guess I, I, I skipped that over. Um, this scene, you, you just kind of see Batman, who's there, and you kind of see like, all right, they're gone, and you see kind of it's Mera, uh, Cyborg, Deathstroke, Joker, Flash is there, and anyone else? Did I miss anybody? Uh, Joker, Deathstroke, Mera, uh, Batman, Cyborg, Cyborg, Flash, Flash. Yeah, that's it. And they, they're kind of just trying to, to be honest, I don't know what they're trying to do at that point. Trying to stay alive, trying to sneak in, trying to catch somebody sneak off Sneak in guard. where? They're at a bridge that ends. <laughs> and like in 30 seconds, Superman finds them. I, listen, I said I like the nightmare scene. I said it on this record. I said it on the record. I like it. Blah, 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 blah. But like, <laughs> and it's a dream at the end of the day. It's like his nightmare. So it's not supposed to make total sense. But holy mother of god where are you going the bridge is blown out it's they they can't go anywhere <laughs> and they're like oh he found us <laughs> it's like no shit no shit he found you you're five assholes on a bridge you're not even sneaking this i was like he could hear you anywhere in the world of course he could find you joker is laughing his ass off he ain't trying to be discreet he's sitting on a car hood it's not like they're hiding underneath something like yeah it was, and they're out in the open i could have seen them it was it was pretty weird That's yeah then he, he kind of does the whole story of how he has the truce as long as you have this card i mean you have this truce which comes back to the rip card that you see in the earlier nightmare scene so obviously something happened where the deal's off i'm gonna pause you right here and say as we're recording this i went on youtube uh to check to see if charlie did something about the black and white cut to see if he missed something. And he has done a video that's out now. I obviously can't watch it because we're recording, but it says justice league Snyder cut alternate ending explained. So apparently there is this, this thing that, and we just missed it. I don't know. I'll watch it when we're done, but if there actually was a different alternate scene that we just missed, um, we are sorry. And maybe we'll talk about it next week or something like that on the show. But I'm definitely interested to watch this video because I didn't see anything different. Yeah, I, again, I, I didn't notice anything too big. Um, and the only thing, other thing I really wanted to even like note t- two things would be, um, I, I think, again, never cared for the Joker Reacher line. Um, in the Joker and Batman story, the only thing that saved it for me was kind of when Batman was saying, Harley Quinn died in my arms and I made a promise to her that I will fucking kill you. And I won't break that promise. I, I, I felt that the F w- was, was justified of everything he went through, of talking about killing Robin, of his parents, and of kind of everything he went through. So I, I thought that was justified there. And then... 100%. Go. Oh, it, said 100%. Um, and then, you know, again, he, he wakes up from his dream. Uh, he, he wakes up from that crazy-ass dream. I wouldn't be going to bed after that. He goes outside because I don't know if he hears something or sees something. 
Again, this was shown in trailers that uh, a while ago in like 2017, we always thought this was Superman. Come to find out he originally wanted it to be John Stewart, Green Lantern, and another Green Lantern. But they wouldn't let him do it because they said they had plans for that character. So that's telling me, obviously, we know the Green Lantern um, TV show's coming. So it makes sense that we're going to see John Stewart there. So he changed, he made an agreement, changed it to Martian Manhunter. And basically him just saying, hey, Bruce, like you, I've kind of, you know, was afraid to show myself, stuff like that. And that he's going to be around. The dark side's not done. And and he's Martian the Manhunter. Which was awesome. Yeah, again, I would have rather have seen Jon Stewart. I'm not going to lie. Since we already got the Martian Manhunter cameo, I was fine. But to see him again, I was very happy. And I, I just I just kind of turned off the movie, just completely satisfied and just can't believe this is unheard of to, to come back to a movie to get your cut, this movement, it's still all over Twitter. I think already Restored the Snyder Cut already has over 1 million tweets about it of, of hashtags. And and it looks like they're not going to stop with the IER Cut because I'm seeing both all over Twitter. It's not happening. We're all hey, ready man. to move on. It happened. Let's smile that it happened. Don't cry because it's over. Like Let's just move on. We got what we wanted. Let's just be happy. I, I can. I just think we're in a world, and we're going to get Pattinson's it, Batman, dude. We're getting the new Suicide Squad movie. Can we just move on? I still think like I'm. I can have both. I can live in a world where okay, go to the movies. I'm going to see Robert Pattinson, Matt Reeves over here. No problem. HBO Max. Oh, I'm going to get Ben Affleck's solo Deathstroke movie. Oh, I'm in. Oh, we're going to get the Nightmare scene or or, or uh, Justice League too, whatever you want to call it. I am all here for that. I can take both worlds. Like sure, movie but realms. weren't you saying that you want less Batman and Superman and all that stuff because they have all these characters? I I agree, but something that's already a continued storyline. The plus, if you if you could bring back Ben, I want that Ben and Deathstroke movie. I've been screaming for a Deathstroke movie forever. No, I and, think that's fair because we were the context of that comment was around a rebooted Superman movie, not a continued yeah DCEU Superman. So I'll I'll allow it. Okay, and I appreciate that. Uh, and it, it, man, I, 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 I don't know. It, it's a shame. I know some, there's some people I know that didn't like the film that said that they wasted four hours. I, 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 you know, politely disagree. But again, to each their own. We're all, you know, we all have our own different opinions, which, well, which is great. At least you politely disagree because people getting torched is ridiculous. Like, stop hating people. Like, people are getting flamed for not liking this movie. It's like, dude, it's good. It's just. But, but dude, again, it doesn't deserve to be loved, hated, or whatever. if you liked it, you liked it. If you loved it, you loved it. Let somebody else feel the way they fucking want. Just yeah, that's about it, anything, really. But like, no, exactly. I'm seeing again. too many people getting roasted for not liking this movie. Like, how dare you not like it? It's like, dude, it's not the greatest movie ever. It's just fucking awesome that we have it. Please allow yourself to separate from the fact that this is not an Oscar nominated thing. That's not made for art. This was made because it's the right goddamn thing to do. It made a bad movie better. It made a bad movie. Good. Did it need some of the things that it has? No. Did it need to be four hours? Probably not. But what we got is the vision of the person who set out on this journey to begin with. And the fact that he was robbed of never getting it from something, you know, in all sincerity, out of his control, a family personal matter, the fact that he never got to complete that vision 
and it was all, it, the writing was on the wall that we were never getting it. The yeah. fact that we do is just awesome. So let's celebrate that. And let's then, you know, again, this is where we might again disagree. Let's just move on. Let's just move on. I'm excited for Pattinson's. I'm excited for this new suicide. Let's just move the fuck on. And and if and if we do, and if we never see it again, you'll always wonder, man, I wish we got that to, to see that, you know, to see Dark Side in that light. But again, to, to what they achieved, they achieved the impossible, something that's that hasn't been done, that social media brought this back. Yep. When it was just a myth, it was a legend. I remember seeing pictures i remember the first image he posted say it exists yes it's on the shelf and and people say oh well we didn't need a gray edition again hearing his reasoning behind it what this film sat with him in black and white for four plus years that i can understand that this is his ultimate edition so i respect him for releasing the 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 color edition the gray edition and any other edition he wants to to release because i think the man freaking deserves it he deserves it this this time now, because we're going to get this, and then on Netflix in a couple months, we're going to get Army of the Dead. So we're going to get another uh, Zack Snyder movie. And and listen, like you said, power to the people on this one for, for making this happen. I, I'm going to wrap up my my entire you know conjecture on this movie in saying that this Snyder cut to you is like sword and shield for me. It was something I never as a child or as a t- thought would be possible to get something that was supposed to be on a handheld on my TV to play a Pokemon game. You know how I feel about Pokemon games. If it's bad, it's still going to be good for me. So for you to be able to get something similar to where you didn't think this was possible, you didn't know if it existed, if it didn't, if the rumors were true. And then Zach came out and said, yes, you did. And when Zach came out and said, oh, nope, it's definitely a thing. Like for that glimmer of hope to be there and for you to finally be able to experience this. And I'm talking directly to you as my friend and co-host. That is something for me as a bystander that I just wanted to go along with on this ride with you. You think in a world without you in this podcast, I'd have watched this? You're out yeah. of your goddamn mind. And 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 you've and you said from the beginning that hey, you know, you you didn't enjoy the first one that you said that you would see the second one just because you know of kind of my excitement for that. I always hoped and believed that this thing would come out you ah, you know i don't think it'll be good then it slowly got the momentum and it, it finally got it the 70 million dollars came and 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 i just love that after everything all the years all the tweets all the fighting all the hype that it it i would say it lived up to the hype but i don't it, think it felt i don't think it fell short i think it it did exactly what it needed to do i thought quite plainly it was worth my time and if if that time is four hours, then that needs to be justified. And I thought it did that. I There were slow parts. There was this. There was that. But as a whole, as a whole thing, totally worth my time. And I'm so glad that it's real for you because of all my friends, you're the one that's most passionate that I know about this. And I'm not in the comic community and I'm not a fiend. And I don't know a lot of friends that, that are either on or even more than your level. I'm sure in your friend group. And I'm sure that you had an amazing time chatting and talking to those people about it. And even maybe in real time stuff that I didn't get to experience. I watched it at four o'clock alone. <laughs> I mean, so, my... so did I, I mean, if it makes you feel better, we were both watching this movie for the first time at 4 AM. And it was, it's just for you to get this means a lot to me. And so, you know, did I have gripes and this, that, and the other? Yeah. But like no fucking film or music or video game is perfect. It never will be uh, unless you're bug snacks. And so like, I'm just I'm super happy for you. And and at the end of the day, if you're listening to this spoiler cast, you've watched the movie. 
it's not something you haven't seen. And you're just like, let me go get the plot from these two. Like, so you know where we're coming from. Yeah. You've seen it. I'm not going to sit here and recommend the movie. This ain't what this is about. That's last week. This was something where I think it was worth my time. I'm happy for you. I personally am ready to move on. You might not be. That's awesome. And that you is you and the audience. And that's fine if you're not. I'm ready to move on, but I'm thankful that we got it. I know a lot more people want it, me. I, I I love Dark Side. It was finally great to see him on live action. If it is the end, hopefully we will see Dark Side again on live action. It was awesome to see Ben back as as, as Batman. He finally got that recognition he deserves because the last movie it was just a writing. It it, it just wasn't there, and it, I'm so happy that like whether this is Ben's last kind of Batman role, he kind of went out on a swan song, and he was absolutely fantastic. Henry gets to be kind of just kind of re, re, like reformed. Like you're, you're looking at Henry. You're not looking at this stupid mustache that, that caused so much drama of this freaking film. It, I'm just glad that everyone's happy. Everyone got their vision, the excitement, everything's there. And it, it's finally good to, you know, see DC get a win. A win is a good way to put it. It's not the greatest movie ever, but it sure is a win and it's getting a shit ton. Of buzz yeah, so stream the hell out of it yeah so there's that appreciate everybody's time tonight sam any final thoughts i think you kind of just gave them but no that dude i think i think we we hit everyone thanks for sticking around for our uh J- zach snyder's justice league spoiler cast we hope you enjoyed episode 230 uh back on friday um we got a long night ahead of us we still have to record that so that's going to take us a while but at the end of the day got to stay up to 11.45. you got to stay up to 11.45, people. That's what it is. So thank you so much for checking out the spoiler cast. We'll be back later this week with episode 230. For Dark Side.